I've got one of those classic starts funny, turns utterly dismal quite rapidly. I've got a rare example of compromise that failed utterly and led to war. <laughs> Hello there, welcome Hello. to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great moments that occurred on this date in history and we pitch them against each other. He's Jake Yap, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have taken two sleeping bags out of the tent of history and have compared their downfall firmness and entertainment value. Good. Let's crack on, mate. Yeah. Round one. On the 17th of February... 1819, the US Congress passed for the first time the Missouri Com- Compromise, which you sort of referred to the other week. Did which I? was when it's you were talking about Henry Clay, but you didn't really. No, he was didn't talking know, about I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> you amaze me. So there were an equal number before 1819 of slave states and non slave states. Oh, yeah, right. He was the one who said, I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather be compro- right than be this president. This is the hill I'd rather <laughs> not even yeah, go yeah, near. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the Missouri wanted to become, it was approaching the minimum population to become a state. Um, and so the non-slave state said, yeah, but then we'll be outnumbered. There'll be 12 slave states and 11 non-slave states. So there'll be more slavey senators than non-slavey senators. Right. Which will be bad. Because uh, then you can make slavey laws for everyone and we'll have yeah. to follow them. Yeah. And so the, the, the compromise they came to was that Missouri could become a state, but Maine had to become one as well. Ah. And anywhere north of 36 degrees 30 minutes, is it minutes? Yes. Degrees, would be a non-slave state, and anything below that could be a slave state. And that was the compromise proposed by, proposed by Henry Clay and others to try and get around the impasse of the northern states not wanting any more slave states to accede to the Union. Essentially, the compromise made sure that uh, war would be inevitable by not deciding the issue in 1819 at all and going, you know what, just nobody talk about it and we'll deal with that when it becomes an issue. And it definitely became an issue in the 1850s. Yeah. Partly because Stephen Douglas, um, in the Kansas-Nebraska Act, when Kansas and Nebraska wanted to accede to the Union. So under the rules of the Missouri Compromise... Um, they shouldn't have been slave states. But he said, oh, I don't think Congress should decide that. Let's let the people on the ground decide that. And then but not the lots slaves. Of, not the slaves, yeah, yeah. not the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Some yeah. of the people. Yeah. Um, so, and then the Dred Scott case, where Dred Scott was a slave who had lived outside a slave state for a number of years. And under the Missouri Compromise, he should have been a free man. So he went to the Supreme Court saying, by the way, I should be free now. I've lived in Wisconsin for four years. God, the courage of people. And then the Supreme Court said, no, you're still property of some guy from years ago. Wow. The Missouri Compromise, that's unconstitutional, it doesn't count. So then then there were no rules, everything was up in the air, and it sort of made civil war pretty much inevitable. Do you think we can get to that with Brexit, oh, fingers I'm crossed? I'm pretty sure we're almost there. Awesome. If we keep fudging things and hope that we'll be dealt with by later generations, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> We've done it with climate change. Yay! I'm going to take you then to the 17th of February, 1863, actually. Mm. Because, Nat... Yes? Some of this stuff's a bit gloomy, I've noticed. A lot of the history stuff, it's a bit... (laughs) Everybody always dies in the end. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, 1863... Yeah. A new movement is founded. Mm. So before that, in June 1859, a Swiss businessman... Yeah. Uh, goes to Italy to meet the French Emperor, Napoleon III, uh, to talk about trying to do Swiss business in Algeria and how hard it is. Yeah. It being, at the time, occupied by France. Uh, 
Uh, he arrived in the small Italian town of Solferino mm-hmm. on the 24th of June, and he saw the aftermath of the Battle of Solferino, which was in the was Second it? Italian War of Independence. Was it bad aftermath? Was it was it? pretty bad. It was 40,000 soldiers died or wounded. That's pretty bad, yeah. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. And he, this guy, he was called Henry Dunant. Does <laughs> he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't know why, was appalled because they were just sort of lying there screaming and dying. And he was like, "Okay, hang on a minute. Never mind my business in Algeria. I need to help these people. And so he started caring for the wounded people. And he started recruiting local people saying, look, you've got you you can't just let these people just die like this. We've got to go around and stab them really (laughs) Make sure they die quickly. And he said, you can't pick sides. You've got to, you've got to help both sides here. Um, I don't care who you support. These are people and you have to treat them. And he went home to Geneva mm-hmm. and he wrote a book called A Memory of Solferino, which is just, you know, yeah. like Picasso's going, okay, just every page. Horror. <laughs> uh, and he published it with his own money and he sent it to leading political figures. And eventually he started to get people on board with the idea of forming a national and then international voluntary relief organization to treat people Mm -hmm. and to guarantee the neutrality of the organization and it became the red cross brilliant which was a good thing yes it's a very good thing a well-told story so much so i didn't even laugh at the phrase voluntary relief organization (laughs) i think i think it was really good what i did i think it is it's the sort of thing I'd vote for. Let's <laughs> get the birthdays. Happy birthday to. Are Alice- oh, you all like just? Oh, I'm not listening because I've got some killer birthdays coming up. Yeah, yeah okay, that's fair. <laughs> Alison Hargreaves, she was the first person to solo all the great north faces of the Alpine peaks. In one See, year. now that sounds. I don't know what it means, but. I'd solo that face. <laughs> she scaled Everest on her own without oxygen or Sherpas and failed to do the same on K2. Oh, well. Um, happy birthday to Ruth Rendell, the mystery author who came up with the Inspector Wexford Mysteries, which are not as famous as all the other mysteries. But there was a good TV series. There was. I thought... About the same time that Campion was, was on. I was Campion about 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is very good. Ooh, very good. Yes. Happy birthday to Patricia Rutledge, who was in Keeping Up Appearances, and she's kept up the appearance of having birthdays. Well done. <laughs> it appears wow. it's your birthday, Patricia. I might not have worked as hard on these as on the others. Happy death day to Geronimo. Uh, his name means the one who yawns. He was a medicine man of an Apache tribe, and his skull was probably stolen by Prescott Bush, uh, George W. Bush's grandfather. That figures. As part of the Skull and Bone Society at Yale University, where it now probably resides. Happy death day to Jan Swammerdam. The Dutch biologist from the 16th century who found out that insects have different phases to their life in which they look different. Before that, 
No one knew what insects were. They went, God didn't make them, there's no way. If you have meat, suddenly maggots appear on it. Then maggots go away and flies come from nowhere. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> he went, I think there's a connection here. Had on no one prior to that. No one had put together the life cycle maggots. of the insect. Nope, because it took ages. Even mayflies were going, oh, bored. <laughs> oh, this is so boring. They're just buzzing. This is taking a lifetime. <sighs> also, happy death day to Mesrop Mashtots, the Armenian monk whose name sounds like it's another name backwards, but isn't. It's just Mesrop Mashtots. How many of these are you making up now? <laughs> like we're well over hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're on. Currently, we've had three hundred and fifteen death days. How are you feeling? I'm feeling like I know enough about ways to die <laughs> and ways to kill. I'd like to teach you one more. <laughs> I got one of those classic starts funny, turns utterly dismal stories for you then. This is the I 17th like of February, 1600. Oh, I got the same one. <laughs> <laughs> because classic laughs yeah. turning utterly awful. So yes. this is uh, the philosopher Giordano Bruno, Giordano Bruno. <clears throat> has a steak put through his tongue mm-hmm. to... Starts just funny. Oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> it's exactly that. It's so he can't complain. If you don't shut up, so I don't think you're going to... And we all laugh. And then what But happens? he had threatened the judges on his way out of the courtroom. Oh, when really? they sent him to death, uh, he made a threatening gesture. And when they flinched, he went, Oh, it looks like you're more afraid of my death sentence than I am. And they went, right, just stick a stake through his... T- just shut him up. Wow. Shut him up. There has to be another way. Not, not he tongue. just take his tongue out, stick a big Oof. stick through it, and that's easy. See, so he started. Yeah, go on. He started as a monk in the Dominican order, uh, and then liked reading dirty books, so had to run away, ran around Europe for a long time. Came to England for a bit, hung around in England, mm. uh, and at which time he used the pseudonym Henry Faggot. Did not know that. Yep. Uh, they went to the oh, when the French embassy was attacked by English people because you know English. Uh, <laughs> He just he ran away. He went to Germany. Um, he then applied for the job in Padua of maths professor, which he didn't get. And who got it? Galileo Galilei. Wow, so he probably didn't like him much either. Well, he was quite a dude, wasn't he? He was yeah. very into the whole Copernican stuff about planets and yep. that planets might foster a life of their own. And he thought that the universe was infinite. He was the first person to say, "Hang on, maybe there's no end to it." Yes, uh, but they got him they got on him. heresy. Yeah. More than that stuff, and he was found guilty and burned at the stake, which is where mm-hmm. it gets substantially less. Not amusing. just burned at the stake; he was upside down and nude at the time. Wow! Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you those weren't were, were the elements that really bugged him about. It. <laughs> like, I sentenced you to death it. and to be upside down no. for a brief time. <laughs> <Anything> <laughs> that was that. after he threatened them. Right, you can be nude as well. Wow! Don't care. And wet. That'll help. Just make it burn slower. Oh. We'll paint you blue. Oh, not blue. <laughs> what would upset you, Giordano <laughs> Bruno? We're going to sing the anthem of your rival football team all the way through. We're going to get Galileo to come and watch in his professor's robes, which he got and you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty brutal. It was yeah. funny and then it wasn't funny. Yeah. So much of history is... Yeah. It's all funny up until a point. Until someone dies. Mm. Usually the good they person. inevitably do. <laughs> because, as we've established, evil people never die. 
No. And what's great is we're slowly sliding back down into superstition and fear. Hooray! So, uh, on that jolly note, uh, thanks very much indeed for listening. Uh, Do vote. I mean, I think you should vote for Nat because he had more facts on that second story than I did. He he went deep and deserves... There won't be a poll on that one. There's not going to be a poll on that. I know, but I'm saying vote for Nat's first round thing because... You're you're suborning the integrity of the first poll. Mate, I'm trying to be fair. I, I want to be fair. You you earned it today. <laughs> you deserve it. It's yours, mate. Don't tell them what I earned. Mate, it's yours. You, you earned. About oh, yeah, let's not, say, let's not think of what we actually... <laughs> <laughs> With that in mind, if yes. you'd like to bump that up a bit, it's yeah, patreon.com slash datefight. Do that. Also, if you do want to vote, go to facebook.com forward slash datefight or on the Twitter. It's da- at date underscore fight. Yes. See you tomorrow, Patreon. Bye, Bye, kids. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>